The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Tonight, on a very special Season 3 premiere of Monsterland, a three-hour panel analysis of the socioeconomic ramifications of the Mueller investigation, set against the backdrop of geopolitical unrest both here and abroad. Ha! <laughs> Just kidding! We're talking about weird shit and drinking obnoxiously labeled local IPAs. Let's go, fuckers! Welcome to a wicked mystery. A paranormal perfect storm known simply as Monsterland. The Monsterland podcast is recorded live in an undisclosed location somewhere in the heart of high strangeness, just outside of Monsterland, Massachusetts. And now, here are your hosts, paranormal author, researcher, and speaker, Ronnie LeBlanc, and the host of the Curse of Oak Island drilling down on the History Channel, Maddie Blake. More like... Off to E SETI because right <laughs> he, he's going tomorrow. The singer of that ditty, Mr. Michael Devon, is going to E SETI for his birthday, as he yeah. said on this very podcast. Uh, and he's leaving tomorrow as we record the this. The twenty fifth through the 29th, he's gonna be there and then he's gonna give us a report when he gets back. We're gonna have an oh. And guess what? I We're talking this. to Peter Maxwell Slattery. Who's had a lot of experiences at ESET? He has over a hundred different videos of like ascended masters and all this crazy stuff. He's going to be on the show next week, so we'll be able to have a, like a little ESET revisit with Devin. Oh, and then this looks, guy looks like we're all SETI. <laughs> Sorry, David. <laughs> uh, if I may steal a line from David, our producer. Thank Bye. you. Uh, if I may steal a line from our producer, David, uh, let's get monstrous, shall we? <laughs> Season three here. You know, Ronnie, much like a great band, you know, a mm. great band in the annals of music, in the annals of music, many times great bands have amazing debut albums. Then they got to have the follow-up, right? So yeah. they go bigger and Their better. Their sophomore the th- effort. Yes, hard, hard, hard thing to do. Yeah. Some of the great ones, uh, Led Zeppelin two. uh, the Black Crow's Southern Harmony Musical Companion, what a, a, a legendary second album. Yep. Um, our second album was our season two, Bigger, Better, Badder. A lot of times what a band does in the third effort, because expectations are so high. They go acoustic? Yes. <laughs> they strip it down, and they simplify. I was literally just pulled that out of my ass. No, that's exactly the point I'm going for. Okay. This episode tonight, we were like, oh, should we go on the ship? Should we do this? Let's right. go out in the field. No. We're going to strip it down. We're going to do what we did day one. You and I are going to sit at a table. We're going to talk about paranormal shit. I love it. Right? Natural. Back to basics here. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll get it. We'll ramp it up as we go. But it's just been too long. How have you been, Monsters? We've missed you terribly. Yes. Apologies. <clears throat> well, you know, so we much the, going on yeah. for both of us. So I think I can tell part of this story because yeah. if you listen to the bonus episode last week where I interviewed uh, John Hogg which was awesome did you like it yes I loved Isn't it he, he did a great job and he's fantastic some people just have a voice yeah a speaking voice pardon uh, me Maddie yeah uh-huh. this is what you wanted right acoustic back to basics right yes a little extreme This is I call this the <laughs> preposition song because there's so many <laughs> prepositions in it like 
saying I love you and butt in out to four and in out. It's like what? <laughs> um, yes, this is what we're going for. Our extreme acoustic only um, and Nuno, Nuno from Lancaster, Massachusetts. Is he really right yeah, near La- right? Rangeland? Yeah. Oh. Okay, cool. Well, I don't even know where to begin. But the first, let's not bury the lead any longer. Okay. In that episode, I mentioned that we had a game changer in our lives and in our careers, mm. and it involves you. And I know you can't say what it is at all, but can I tell, I, I think I can, there's going to come a day very soon on this podcast where we're not only going to talk about it, we're going to really talk about it. Right. Because yeah. it's going to be big. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I can tell this, I think, and if not, we can edit it out. No, absolutely. Um, I was on the golf course. We were ran- ramping down the end of season two. I was getting ready to go to Oak Island. So we were talking about, all right, when do we end this thing? What do we do? Mm-hmm. We, you know. And I got a call from a producer friend. And he, uh, him and I talked. And long story short, next thing you know, Ronnie, you're away for an extended period of time working on something in this space that's going to be coming out in a big way on a big platform. Yeah. In the fall, can in we October. say that? Yep, October, it's coming. So, September, you'll probably start hearing about it. So, duh. I mean, it's not hard to figure out what I'm talking about here. Yeah. Um, you're going to be part of something that's going to be broadcast uh, on a large platform very soon in, in this world. And um, it took you away from home for some time. It took you away from home quickly yeah. as, those, as that industry works. It's... It can happened you, Can lightning. you be on a plane in 48 hours, right? <laughs> Get exactly your what happened. <laughs> Let's but, go. And the other thing is, I think it's just so wild that who the person was that called is the same person that, you know, really... Yes, uh, <laughs> involved know? my thing. Yes. Yeah. So it's, yeah. a, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, we, we would never be able to have scripted the way it happened for us. But we always did say, because, you know, you and I pitched a show at, at the highest levels. We said, we said right. that before in a podcast. We said we might not sell the show, but something is going to come of this. Right. You know, it's going to manifest itself in some way. Yeah. And that we were right about. It wasn't the way we had drawn it up, and it wasn't what we had planned, and that story is still not over yet, right. by the way. exactly. But, boy, what an incredible opportunity. And can you just talk about, without talking about what it is, or yeah. talk about just the whirlwind of your life and what being taken away on a project like this has done to you and where you stand now and it's all behind that. That's behind you now, right? Yeah. So I mean, it, it was a whirlwind kind of thing. Something popped up that was like I had to do this. I had to take the opportunity, mm-hmm. and I uh, spoke with work and gave me the the blessing to go, mm-hmm. which was creeping on three weeks. Yep. My wife was very quick to be like, "You got to do this. Go." Awesome. Good. Good to have the support of wife. Yeah, absolutely. And so I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't have. Uh, I wouldn't have gone. Obviously, if she had a, a problem with it, you know. But Yoko's like, he got his show in Canada. <laughs> Where's that? Where you've been going these last five years? <laughs> you got to pick him back up from school, you son of a bitch. What She's, are you doing? A podcast with Ronnie? Who? <laughs> she suddenly smokes cool cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I made her six-year-old divorcee from Saugus. How did that happen? Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Uh, so Old jokes. It, you know, it, it was crazy, and and um. And obviously has to do with the subject matter that we're talking about in that world. It's in this world. And it's going to put you on the mizap in this (laughs) world. It just is. It just, 
And uh, by the way, not to interrupt your flow. Yeah, yeah. If you listen to this podcast at all, and you've and you've got onto this because it's a paranormal thing, and you, and you now's the time to get on the train because <laughs> once this comes out, it, you know, yeah, I, I really do. It's going to help this a lot. Oh, uh, absolutely, and that's why I'm really excited because. One, I feel like it's really going to take us to the next level no here. Doubt. It has to. And um, it still seems like a dream that it happened and happened so quickly that I didn't have time to really register. Process and then, it. yes. And then once I was there, I was like, holy shit, what am I doing? You know, but amazing experience. And we'll, we'll dive into all of that yes. when, as we get close. Well, but. we can't wait to unveil it for you. Um, and, and we will get into that. But it was, it's, it's something that we couldn't just not talk about and personally you're back home you're settled in yep and you're here available for the podcast for some time now i am yeah and maybe so. we need to hear have a um i won't even use the word <laughs> maybe we need to have a party in conjunction with this thing being put out there that's a it, cool when idea it's, when yeah. it's put out there right yeah maybe we'll have to have a little party I maybe like at that. like one of these yay we can wear hats and have balloons <laughs> where should we do it though Maybe maybe at the uh, Wachusa Brewery again. Ooh, that'd be cool. Maybe a little Castle Island in Norwood. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, okay. We'll we'll figure out who who <laughs> gets to have us. Uh, we have a guest in the studio. Who is that, uh, producer Dave? In, in your arms. This Cradling. is the uh, newly appointed official dog of the Boston Podcast Network. His name is Kobe. Kobe, can you say hi? Hold on, I take a picture he's of Kobe. Little, I'll put it on sleepy. our. Uh, oh my God, is he? I cute? just. Kobe just, looks like a little Ewok. Yeah, he does. Doesn't he? Yeah. Either that or Benji. You guys remember Benji? Oh, Benji. yeah, yeah totally. Straight up. Yeah. I just realized I got... <laughs> so, like, I'm working the board here, but Kobe's so well-behaved, I'm holding him in my arm. I just realized I kind of got a Dr. Evil thing going on You are on totally here. stroking totally him. It's actually disturbing me, <laughs> the way you're stroking him, <laughs> because it looks like you're about to launch some secret <laughs> evil plan, yeah. and you're aroused by it, <laughs> which is even more disturbing somehow. That would go without saying. Um... Okay, so that's going on with you. I just got back from my first uh, on-island, Oak Island trip. How was it? Uh, awesome. Good? I love it. I'm never happier than I want. Look what they presented me with. I think I showed you this. Yes. So, you Yesterday, know, Gary this. Drayton, if you follow the show, he's the metal detecting guy, Curse of Oak Island. He found what we call Drayton's Cross, a lead cross which has been dated to medieval times. It's at least mm. 500 years old. Mm. And so that sets the timeline back. Oh, my God, what's going on? So I always have been a Templar guy in, in relation to the Oak Island mystery. Yep. And um, I was telling everyone that would listen that that cross was something. It was going to test old, and Gary was too, and you know it was exciting. So when it tested old, I was like, yes, yes, yes. So I get to the island, and look what – I go into the visitor center. No, I, was, I went to the research center, and Doug Crowell and some members of the team were there, and look what they handed me. Look what they presented me with. Ah, this is a, gorgeous. This is a replica of the cross that Gary found on Oak Island. That is awesome. Um, and I wear it around my neck. It's it's made of silver. So I'm going to wear that. A, let me take a picture yeah, of here. that, man. That's super cool. Hundreds of years before <laughs> long with history. With an ancient race of people. So that was exciting. And then... Um, it just got. It just got. You know, I love being on that island. It, season seven is in full swing. They are searching everywhere you want them to search. They're following up on the cliffhanger from last season when I was with them. We got the swamp anomaly. They're there. Uh, the spirits are high. The hopes are high. The frustrations are high, as mm, always. Because sure. things are, you know. Um, while I was there, actually, they got something, and then they had to. You know, it's like you get something, 
everyone goes, oh, there's cliffhangers on that show. It's like, well, yeah, because like even in real time, there's cliffhangers. Right. Not just on TV because you find something and you go, oh my God, it's exciting, but we don't know what it is. We have to go get it tested. So you're like all excited around the hole they and done. And that takes time. And then and it's like, yep. ship it off to Halifax or whatever. It's like, oh, what was it? And you got to wait. So Man. yeah, a lot of that. Uh, I was exhausted when I got back, but we're back and ready to podcast. And my God, there's a lot to talk about. Oh my God. A lot to talk about. So why don't we just open up why don't we just open up a monster in a case file and use the case file as just kind of a what's the word when like uh, there's something just last night so it kind of works perfect you know like it's like a junk drawer yes and you know this is this is interesting so there was a meteor captured last night that was seen all over the place meteor some people are like what is this a UFO this bright flash glowing object. Um, it was Pardon me, Ronnie. Yeah, yeah. You know, we paid for these jingles, you know. Now let's <laughs> yeah. open another Monsterland case file. Now let's open another Monsterland. <laughs> this case file is brought to you by Ronnie's unnamed project. We don't know what it is or when it's coming out, but it's coming. <laughs> so are we. Oh, man. What? So, <laughs> so there's a meteor or UFO, as some people have dubbed, captured by security cameras all over uh, the U.S., the East Coast, really, from Ontario down to New Jersey. Okay. And a Lemonster re- resident actually um, captured the meteor, this object, streaking across the sky using his Nest camera on his house. So this got picked up on Twitter, and I noticed that CNN had kind of reached out and said, hey, can we use this with all of our affiliates? So this might be on tonight. Um but this is something. Whoa! You know, I'm watching it now. Yeah, it's pretty wild, man. Isn't that funny though? That it's huge. A nationwide story. CNN asked to get it. I'm looking at it here. It's all. It's on all kinds of NBC affiliates, not just Boston. Um, and I'm watching the video now. And it, and the guy happens to be from Lemonster. Yeah. And there's the a couple. Of, yeah. There's a couple other videos, but the one that really uh, looks pretty pretty good is, I'm watching is it the now so you've got a, a typical security cam like nest cam looking thing in the sky and a little streak comes across across the sky and then it really brightens as it's traveling yeah and then you don't really see if it kind of just disappears kind of goes behind the or? tree line it looks like a little bit um and so what do you think about this ronnie where do we stand with this i mean initially i think it's like a meteor yep. based on what i'm looking at i don't yep. see anything you know you don't see it stopping and changing direction and things like that so you know, according to NASA, they estimate there's about 48 tons of meteorite material that falls every single day to wow. the Earth. So this could be something just as simple as that. And it was seen, you know, all over, too. So that tells you this had to be a pretty big object for multiple states to see this thing flying across. Okay. Now, do meteors cross the sky like that, then brighten suddenly? I know, right? Change like- colors, and then... Go back to what they were before and continue. Yeah, that is no. That they is a just odd. they just burn out, right? Right. Well, that's what we saw. Yes. We saw that in yeah. our UFO sighting, right. right? Yep. So if that was a meteor, it would have just burned out and trailed out, right, and left a trail. Correct. You would see it kind of fall apart and disintegrate and our, kind of, or disappear. Right. Ours changed, went back to what it was, and kept right. going, looking like at a star. The same speed. Yep. yep. Which is really weird. Um. So it's just funny. Yeah. Another thing happening right in our backyard. It uh, caused a stir on social media, as you said. It's a seven-second video, and this guy from Lemister, Jerry, Jerry Bourgeois. He's a realtor. Is he really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. If I was him, I'd open up a uh, 
realty company and say, we get you from A to Z. We will sell your house from A to Z, and you can be like us and live in the bourgeoisie. <laughs> can we edit that out? <laughs> it's been a few weeks. I'm a little rusty. <laughs> well, wow. Another. Okay, so. Yeah, pretty But, pretty but cool. it seems to be a. Oh, yeah, because this guy from the Museum of Science in Boston says that uh, he would he had been asked about a, a meteor sighting, correct? They were yeah. getting calls and stuff about a meteor. Right. Uh, it's super bright. It is bright, though. It gets super large. Lights and kinda, up, yeah. yeah. So it's a big one. I don't know. Ooh. All right. Pretty um, cool. What else we got, Ronald? Well, the big talk right now is storming Area 51. All right. Now, another yeah. Ronnie LeBlanc. This one we can talk about. <laughs> Ronnie LeBlanc was featured in the Boston Herald, yeah, on the Tuesday. local ra- uh, newspaper here. <laughs> um, and they did a whole article on you called, Will Area 51 Lure Lemonster UFO Buff? <laughs> And it's got a picture of you pointing to the sky in a blazer and Monsterland t-shirt. Way to go. <laughs> and basically, um, this is about, of course, that big plan to storm Area 51. And they interviewed Ronnie here. And it says, uh, I'll read it in part. Local UFO enthusiast says he's interested in checking out the scene at the top secret test site. A potential gathering that, quote, shows the quest for truth about aliens. Um, A Facebook-fueled event called Storm Area 51, They Can't Stop All of Us, has gone viral. In case, listener, you didn't know about this, there's a movement that a bunch of millennials are planning on storming Area 51 to get a look at aliens. Uh, I continue with the article. It was apparently a joke post, but has resulted in nearly 2 million people checking off going to the September 20th event at 3 a.m., Another 1.4 million Facebook users responded that they're interested in attending the event located in Nevada. So here's Ronnie's quote. (laughs) It's really exciting. (laughs) (laughs) It's really exciting, says Ronnie. It's bringing a lot of awareness to UFOs, said local author Ronnie Monk. Uh, hmm, didn't mention Monsterland on the podcast. <laughs> it definitely shows the quest for truth out there on this subject and that people are waking up to the fact that UFOs are real. So, Ronnie, that's an interesting quote because, you know, being as we are in the know in this whole thing, uh, a lot of it was negative. Like, oh, these yeah. millennials, you can't, aliens are, you know, people who know, like, we know the aliens probably aren't even there. And that Area 51 right. isn't where a lot of that stuff took place, as Correct. Bob Lazar and others have pointed out over mm-hmm. the years. But to the novice, Area 51 represents aliens and UFOs, just right. to the person who's kind of paying attention. Yep. So I thought it was actually very, it was a different take for me to hear you say, well, this is actually kind of exciting because the fact of the matter is at this point, it's more like a PR push, right? Yeah. Bud Light's fair? jumping in, you know, we're going to offer any aliens that are freed free beer. So it's becoming a marketing ploy because they're seeing how many, there's millions of eyeballs, there's an audience that they can market to. Right. And I just see this thing shifting, and this whole thing just kind of um, erupted based off of the Bob Lazar documentary yes. that, that we both watched Yes. Uh, by Jeremy Corbell, who I'm, I'm working on trying to get him on the show. Oh, great. Um, but um, basically looking back at the past 30 years when Bob Lazar came out into the scene saying he worked at S4, which is a uh, another base 
below Area 51. Right. He reverse engineered spacecraft that right. was alien. Um, <clears throat> and all the different things that he came out with back then have come true, like Element 115, some of these other yep. elements that the right. documentary highlights. And so Maddie Roberts' college kid starts this fake Facebook thing, and it goes viral. Uh, and what I see it turning into now, and Jeremy Corbell, Bob Lazar have come in and said, this is not a good idea to storm a U.S. Air Force base. Right. And I don't think anyone's really going to be you know, storming showing up it. to storm this This thing. is becoming <clears throat> Burning Man, basically, exactly. right? Exactly. For UFO enthusiasts. Exactly. Is that it's, what you, yes. It's going to be a festival. Well, I saw the thing coming out of the sky. And that's what Jeremy's trying to, Jeremy's trying to turn this thing into, you know, no one wants to be responsible of people. There's like some kind of Boston massacre, people getting right, gunned down. Right, right, right. But he's trying to turn this into a, let's make this a positive thing. Let's turn it into a music festival or some kind of awareness thing. And I think that's what will happen. Um, just alone, just the fact that it's gotten mainstream media attention and major big brands are jumping into it says that there's a paradigm shift happening. Absolutely. So that's exciting to see. Well, let's hear from the guy who started this all. Uh, I think he's a 20-year-old, um, and he says he has an interesting comment on how this whole thing started. He's the 20-year-old college student behind the plan to storm Area 51. I figured that the FBI would be knocking on my door right about now, but nobody has shown up. Nobody's tried to contact me. <laughs> Area 51 is the top-secret Air Force base long associated in the public mind with extraterrestrials and UFOs. How do you get funding for something like this? It lies deep in the desert, 150 miles from Las Vegas. It bristles with signs warning the curious to keep out. Last month, Matty Roberts launched a Facebook page he called Storm Area 51. Let's see them aliens, it says. They can't stop all of us. <laughs> now three million people have signed up to storm the base. The Air Force is taking it seriously and issued this warning. The U.S. Air Force always stands ready to protect America and its assets. Eeks. Now, Matty says, he was just kidding. Stupid man. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't want anybody to actually get hurt with this. It was just—it uh, it started out as just from a pure stroke of imagination. It's just meant to be funny. I want to do something cool out there now that we have a bunch of people, but I don't want anybody to get hurt. The I Facebook like page advises people: if cool, we right? Naruto run, we can move faster than their bullets. <laughs> That's a reference to a Japanese anime character. Who yeah, we know what it is. Running like this. <laughs> Maddie even demonstrated. Oh, oh my God! Oh, good the late-night comics are having a field day. The event is called Storm Area 51. They can't stop all of us. <laughs> Maybe not, but they can stop some of you. And... Uh, that was a team of writers that wrote that joke for Kimmel. <laughs> um, okay, first of all, a lot of thoughts on that. Thank you, David. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you like this kid? I wanted to hate him when I heard, you know, I like yeah. oh, some 20 year old started this thing because I assumed it was an, uh, an annoying millennial. Who knew very little about paranormal, but saw the documentary. Was like, let's all storm it, like, right? You know, hashtag us too. Like, we should. <laughs> and but he's completely in on. You know, it's a tongue-in-cheek effort. Obviously, he's right. got a very funny headband on. He's being doing the funny uh, recreation of the. He's having fun with it. He had no way of knowing, of course, it would take off like this. So I'm all for this. If, like you say, Ronnie, it becomes a public awareness campaign for disclosure. I think it will. I think, you know, would it be cool to see people come running out with a flying saucer over their heads, holding it up? And, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, that but, ain't going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. They'll never mm -hmm. let you get that close. They will. I mean, God, if you try to storm that place in any sort of real way, people are going to die. I mean, right. they're going to they're defend the place. So 
I just got an email yesterday from the To The Stars Academy. Yes. And they're looking for people to donate money yep. to, to invest mm-hmm. into their whole thing. Yep. And uh, it was interesting, but they did say that we have meta materials from craft. And I think that uh, we're going to see something pretty soon around that. The fact that yep. they're starting to push this and, and talk about it a little more. Yes. And I think you're going to see it because of this. The Storm 50, you that, know, Area oh, 51 thing. Because Tom's going to be like, he's right. like, you know, it's almost taking, Tom has been getting all, Tom DeLong been getting all this attention. You can't hold on to this stuff much longer if people no. keep doing this. Right. So something has to, to yes. give, whether it's, uh, all right, let's release some more files or let's, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But it's going to be interesting clearly, to see. Clearly, clearly, if you watch that documentary with Bob Lazar, the Corbell documentary, yeah, there is no doubt He's got that element, and that he took some of that element with oh, him. Oh, yeah. 151? Uh, 115. 115, I'm sorry. Yep. Area 51. One, <laughs> element 115. Right. He clearly has that shit. Yeah. Or at one point took it, because you know that's what they were searching for. You know, and then he's like, he won't even talk to Corbell off camera about it. Like right. He's, he, so he's got that stuff, or at least had it at some point. So uh, now would be a good time to come up with some, to come out with something like that. Right. Right. And, and maybe there is a plan to release that. Gotta be. It's uh, man, interesting times that we're living in. So if you unfold. can turn this into, <clears throat> you know, a Woodstock two, yeah, a uh, Lollapalooza uh, type of event where kids are just gonna smoke tons of vape weed or whatever the hell kids smoke nowadays. I mean, you already have. What's, and what's gonna happen is Bud Light's gonna come in and go, "We'll do it." Yeah, right. Here's a half a, a million beer tents, bucks, right? <clears throat> and then set up a, you know, here's a stage, here's right? A whole... And set up like a safety perimeter. Where you don't let some guy get all high and try to run in there because they will get shot, right? Um, and just make it a party, yet a party with a message that is, we're here, we're gonna demand the truth, just like you would do if you went to Washington to right. demand truth. You don't actually Man march kind of thing, right? Yeah, you don't yeah. actually storm into the Capitol, right? You party outside the Capitol, yeah, and you sing annoying songs, right? Right, yeah. So, all right, now you've changed my mind on it. it Your quote changed my mind on it. It, it spurred all these other fake Facebook uh, events. I don't know if you've seen some of these about uh, Bermuda Triangle. This thing can't oh, swallow all sakes. of us. Oh, then they have God another God one sakes. about the Loch Ness. So it's kind That's of, funny. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's taking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's downplaying it all. Yeah. But I think we'll see some people show up, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, what percentage? Oh, let's go over under 50%, guys. What percentage of the 3 million people you think have jobs that have to take time <laughs> off to go? <laughs> I'm to go under. Go a yeah. little under. Yeah. <laughs> this generation? Are we talking millennials? Uh, well, that, I think the... you. I would assume that would be most of the people saying that they'll go. Mm. Or they, um, well, you know, they're making all that money off of the imp- that influencer money. You know, like, off that, of that's Instagram. true. They'll that's all... true. And you know what? Streaming this event, millions upon millions of people will watch it. Yeah, that's true. Right? If you had one person line up and all since a Facebook Live thing, someone it's going to blow up, man. Um, so are you thinking of going? No, my wife won't let me. Oh, come on. No. You could cover it as a as would, a, as a you if know, we, if we get Take s- her with you. If we could get someone to sponsor us, I'd go out there. Make it a little alien. Do a little correspondent thing yeah, and a little sexy know. alien vacation. <laughs> 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 she still won't let me. <laughs> hey, honey. <laughs> You're here 51, and I'm storming you. What? <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay. I, I think this is a good a, a PR campaign to raise awareness. Your marketing mind is, is correct on that. And I, I, I'm, I'm heartened by 
this kid and his attitude towards it um, that he knows is a joke. Yeah. And I was like, all right, it's not as, you know, kind of like, again, annoyingly millennial as I thought it was until I saw this clip. We need to be looking snatched when the aliens see us because they may not have only, they've only probably seen people in like armored vests. Why is he whispering? And, like, lab it's an ASMR, I think. I think that's what most of the population of the workers at Area 51 are. <laughs> Trevor, a.k.a. Dean ASMR, is sharing oh, beauty tips for one of the most anticipated and oddest events of the year. More than a million people are suspected to show up at the military base in Nevada on September 20th in hopes of meeting and freeing aliens. It all started with a Facebook group called Storm Area 51, They Can't Stop All of Us. Area 51 is a military base commonly known by conspiracy theorists as a place where the government stores secret information about aliens and UFOs. Celebrities are also jumping on board with the hype. Lil Nas X released a special Old Town Road music video a la Area 51 style. I'm gonna take my horse to the Old Town Road. I'm gonna ride till I can't go more. I got and even big brands are getting in on the action. Bud Light says it will give free beer to the aliens. At first, at Bud Light tweeted, We'd like to formally announce that we will not be sponsoring the Area 51 raid. But the brand ended up changing its mind, tweeting, Screw it. Free Bud Light to any alien that makes it out. <laughs> Sounds like all the makings for one out-of-this-world party. For InsideEdition.com, I'm Justine Ray. So I, I thought it wasn't that annoying, and then I saw... It's like, if you were to make a stew of annoying millennial things <laughs> yeah. like this kid, this ASMR kid giving uh. beauty tips on how to look when you go to Storm Area 51, and then Lil Nas X doing a video. <laughs> Has anyone made more hay off of one song than that kid? Oh, my God. Man. My Lord. Uh, yeah, but no... It, Reminds me of the guy who put out the song called Pac-Man Fever. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, talk about a pop culture overload, but that that kid raises a good point. If you are going to storm a military base, you might as well look your best. Yeah, you're going to be on camera <laughs> or in a casket, <laughs> so you might as well look pretty good. Yeah. Um, anything else, Ronnie? Did we miss uh, anything? I mean, there's so um, many things. Well, something that did so come out mm -hmm. uh, was about a month Besides ago. Besides that ASMR kid, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh! took me a little while. Wow! <laughs> Thank you. I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no judging, just jokes. No judging, just jokes. States with the most UFO sightings. This uh -huh. came out July 2nd on World UFO Day, or at least it was referenced again. But yep. uh, in the, the top five, believe it or not, so uh, Washington State came out topping the list. Washington but State, where Washington there's State. also a lot of uh, Bigfoot That's sightings, right? That's right. Sasquatch. Yeah. Um, but also, so then Montana, Vermont, Alaska, and then Maine. So two of the five states of you know having the most UFO sightings are in New England, right in our backyard. So. That's pretty cool. Wow, we yeah. might have to make a little, do a little like uh, road Say them trip again. or something. Say them again. Uh, so we have Washington State as number one, Montana number two. Vermont, number three, Alaska at four, and Maine coming in at five. 
all heavy drinking states. Very much so. Very much it's just so. Just a coincidence. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. <laughs> hey, look at that. <laughs> what is that? So you are her. Hey, did you see the uh, there was like a Dogman video that's making the rounds yes, over the now, past couple I of days? Yes, I got to watch this. This is a Dogman creature. Um, let me see. We posted this, correct? If you go to Yes, we have it. We should have it on our page. And our Monsterland we'll uh, podcast page. Um, let's see here. I know you put a link to it, Ronnie, at some point. Yeah, it looks like it was in Texas. Yep. Um, and a couple guys were fishing, it looks like, and they see this thing from across the way, this river. Um, there's a little video, but the video that was on the cell phone is really jumpy, but there's some still images of it that make it look almost like a... Like this weird kind of creature. The f- the face looks kind of weird, and whether it it's just doesn't a, look quite human. It it doesn't. It looks like it has like these long arms, and it looks really interesting. So we can. Uh, Damn, I know you posted that. Where did you post that? Do you remember? Uh, I know see. you did, because I want to watch it and react to it. I'm saving it for a live reaction. Hold on, let me see if I can. <clears throat> All right, only two edit points so far, David. We're doing pretty good. <laughs> Once on me. No, no. I knew you were leaving, and I'd still. I was already started the sentence, so I should have waited. But I should have. Uh, I should have uh, scatted for another minute. Before. Oh, I got it. You okay, got it. you got it. If you go to the Monsterland podcast Facebook page, half human, half dog creature seen lurking near Texas River leaves fishermen terrified. I'm going to go ahead and watch this now. It's only 26 seconds long. Um, here we go. Let's see the. Yeah, it's a small, it's a shaky small cell phone video, as much of these, many of these are. Uh, you're looking across a lake, or you know, some sort of body of water, and here comes the creature. He stands up, um, and he walks out of frame pretty quickly. I think you would need some sort of enhanced close-ups to really get a look at this thing, which. The, the article has screen captures enlarged, and it does look creepy. But from the video, it's very nebulous. You know, it's hard to tell from looking at the video. Um, yeah, I think it's their testimony more than the video itself, which right. is, you know, because that could be anything if you watch the video as it is. Uh, however, there are reports of this fabled dog man, part human, part dog, in various parts of the world, actually. Remember that famous video that was like in the Middle East somewhere? That yeah. I got a man dog running with a pack of wild dogs. Right. It's oh, really yes, disturbing. Yes, yes. That is crazy. Um, yeah, so, suppo- supposedly the first alleged encounter of one of these dog men, which is like a, a Bigfoot type creature, but with a dog type head. And some okay. have been seen with, you know, Bigfoot type legs and others almost like a canine legs. But yeah, I guess the first encounter was back in 1887 in Wexford County in Michigan. It appears to be drinking water on all four legs and then stands up. Uh, looks pretty tall on its hind legs and then kind of shuffles off the camera. But again, you'd really need to enhance it and get yeah. a closer video, a closer look at the video. Uh, but there is sound of this creature, and it is one of the most disturbing things I've ever heard in my life. Hit it, David. 
<laughs> Make sure to wear some rouge and some makeup and foundation. It's very important. Look our best. Oh my god! <laughs> Riveting. That is Chilling. a creature. That yeah, it Chilling. really is. That really is. Speaking of footage, though, yeah. uh, the uh, famous it wasn't Patterson- me. No. Oh, <laughs> the famous Patterson Gimlin footage of '67. Yes, has been. Updated again. They they've like Ooh, it's like kind of it's 1080 HD. I mean, it looks uh-huh. amazing. And uh, even now that it's been slowed down and clarified even more, uh-huh. it still looks amazing. You see the muscles, and I posted a link to the uh, the video on our page as well, so you can check that out. Let's let's talk about that for a second, Ronnie. Um, I mean, that video just. <sighs> Seems to stand the test of time, and there have been people who have come out and said it was uh, fake. You know, right. uh, even suit. even even didn't Gimlet at one point admit that he was a part of like some guy tried to fake it? And he said yes, but then he recanted. Like, there's some hijinks around that. No, video, what, it I, wasn't. What was it? It wasn't Gimlin, but there was a guy that came out saying that he was the man in the suit. He was the he was the guy that that had come out. I and, swear, uh, I remember reading that either Patterson or Gimlin recanted like. It was like a false confession type of thing where they said, well, yeah, we knew the guy. And they're like, no, but I didn't mean that. You know, it just was a little wonky. Yeah. But yeah. the video speaks for itself. And um, I think it has stood the test of time. I mean, it passes the eye test in every single way. Um, they, they said when it came out, even uh, Walt Disney Studio had said that, um, you know, they were at the forefront of special effects and movies. And they claim that they even did not have the technology back then to create anything as lifelike as the alleged Bigfoot in that film. Yeah, and I think it was History Channel. I'm not sure because it was before I worked for them, but they did a yeah Bill Munns who they did the like creature that, guy. You know, yeah, the remember they did guy? like the round the, the panel discussion oh, yes. of that video yes. with Bigfoot experts. Yeah, and they broke it down. They analyzed the musculature, right? And pretty much even the most ad you know adverse skeptic was like, well, that's. I don't know how they faked that in 1960, whatever it was, right? Right. right. So I'm glad that they've th- that it'll continue to stand the test of time. Um, I think that video is until something better comes along or something that is really right. Then that's that's number one. Yeah, because right we now. haven't had something since. Right. You we're know, almost due for one. We're due for one. We're due for a little Sasquatch evidence, <laughs> aren't we, Ronnie? We are. Yeah, we are. Oh boy, better get that 30 second fast forward button ready. It's time for another Maddie rant. Where's all the Sasquatch videos? <laughs> I'll turn it into a rant. We're shooting everything else now. I know, right? Everyone's got their camera out shooting everything. Bigfoot. The other thing. What? Uh, when I was gone. Yeah. When I was away, uh-huh. there was uh, the FBI had released their Bigfoot files. That's right. And Peter Byrne, who's a you know famous, um, he's kind of tied into some weird. Excuse me, conspiracy story about the Dalai Lama and how they actually, Peter Byrne and others actually got him out of China and all this stuff. And it was part of a CIA thing. Uh, So I'm going to dig more into that uh, detail. But um, yeah, his, the the hair samples that he provided to the FBI, they did test them, but they said, I forget what the, the, uh, it came up as a bear or something. They said it was, yeah, they, you know, uh, so it was back in like 1977. He's Peter Burns now 93 years old and he's still looking for Bigfoot. He still believes. I mean, it's just compelling that the FBI tested the hair, right? It tells you a lot right there. Like, why would you even, why would you even imbibe that? Like, why, you know, why would you even take that seriously if you're the FBI? Unless. You know, right? They know some stuff throughout the years that things aren't always what they seem. In not even in regards to Bigfoot, 
But just to, to take resources from a federal organization like that and uh, and actually test something that Very true. outlandish, why would they do that? That's true. And, and uh, you know, he's been, I'm just looking at some of my notes here, he's been, um, you know, Peter Byrne's been in the scene since, it's like 1946. He had his first opportunity to go looking for the Yeti when mm. he was in the British Royal Air Force mm. and, and was in Bombay, India. And there's a picture of him that uh, with the famous Yeti scalp at the temple in the Himalayas in Nepal in 1958 that was said to be the, the skull of the head of a Bigfoot, but right. was really the ass of a goat. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, yeah, or a was, yak. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. A yak or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, there have been so many times I thought I was the head of something and I ended up being <laughs> just the ass. <laughs> but so, yeah, he's, uh, he was, he was I. a pioneer. I. E. Maddie and Nick. <laughs> too soon? <laughs> Hashtag too soon? Okay. <laughs> Um, wow. All but right. Unfortunately, nothing uh, very cool came out of that in the sense of, yeah, we tested the hair and, and there's some kind of right. undiscovered but hominid. I, I, think, I think what was significant about that story, Ronnie, is just the fact that there was a file on Bigfoot to release from any sort of federal agency. Yeah. That's the watershed of that. Yeah. You know, it's almost analogous a little bit to Project Blue Book or something or Paperclip. It's like, well, wait a second. Hold on. Who is studying this? Who did that test? And, and, you know, a federal agency I did mean, a test to see if something was a Bigfoot? That's you bring up a great point. Like, w- they took him seriously enough right. that they tested this. Right. Why? You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. It almost makes me think, oh, you know what that's, you know what that's exactly like? Is the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot, that movie. That is the subplot of that movie that the feds know Bigfoot's real and they come to him in that great scene, the kid from Office Space. Right, yes, yes. And they basically present to him like, look, we've known this is real. We've been pursuing this thing. We need you to go kill it because we, you know, the government knows it's real. It almost makes you wonder if our good director friend might have been given some intel. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot mm-hmm. of his research was kind of stemmed on this stuff yeah, too, Yeah, absolutely. Right? That's fascinating. Wow. Anything else, Ronnie, before we get to Monster Mail? Um, I other thing I would say is, I guess, MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, they celebrated their 50-year anniversary. So they've been around since for 50 friggin' years. Happy birthday. Uh, reporting UFOs. And, you know, I think that's a platform. There's a lot of uh, people that have complained about them. But in regards to the organization worldwide, they've been, I think, doing a lot to kind of help. Uh, but people that have complained about MUFON is because if they report their UFO sightings and they put it in MUFON, MUFON has the ability to take that and use it for any kind of movies or TV shows mm. without any question. Wow. And they can also, uh, like Ray Hernandez, who's a, a researcher, UFO researcher, ET, and he's complained, you know, his UFO sighting, his experience and encounter with his wife was taken from those files and put in a TV show and then right. changed completely. So right. it almost discredits him in a way. Right, you know? right, right. So there's that complaint, but I think overall what they've done to kind of, again, bring awareness to the whole subject and help people is is huge, positive. Well, happy 50th, MUFON. Yeah. Uh, this just in, MUFON uh, just got a motorcycle, a mistress, and is taking low-T medication. <laughs> <laughs> See, David, because they're middle-aged. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to Robert Kraskowski, the director of The Man Who call, uh, Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot. Oh, I just got a note right Uh-oh. now from uh, Jerry Bourgeois. Oh, the man Jerry that, Bourgeois. That shot the, uh, the, the man who shot the video that's now gone viral and yes. be on CNN tonight. Yeah, so I just confirmed. Is this from your house? And uh, he just said, sorry seeing this now. Yes, it was shot from my deck in Lemonster. That's crazy. awesome. That's so... 
what is in the skies of Leinster? <laughs> My God, there's so much going on. Even if, yes, that was a meteor. Fine. Okay, right. fine. Let's say it was a meteor. Let's just all agree. Which, by the way, we don't know for sure. Right. It's still, yeah. Still there open. is a lot of shit in the skies in Lemonster, man. unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And it continues. Why Lemonster? Like, that could have happened I, in <clears throat> Framingham, Marlboro, Indiana. ZLX, uh, the radio station here. The local Boston. radio station, yeah, WZLX. Was it 100.7? That, that I don't work for. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, or any radio station. I, I guess yesterday, our boy Tom messaged me and said, tune in to ZLX. They're talking Tom. Delonge? No. Oh, Our other oh Tom. Secret Tom. Secret Tom. Who has the incidents that we Bigfoot, UFOs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, okay. and he said he was listening to the radio station. They started talking about Dogman and Sasquatch sightings and orb sightings around Fitchburg and Ashburnham. But by the time I got the message, he's like, you got to call in. You got to figure, you know. So, but people were, he said he was blown away. The people that were continuing to call in with stories. Wow. And the same thing. I, we, we hey, were just on the radio hey, this week. Hey, that legacy rock station uh, should do a weekly th- or a monthly thing called uh, Monthly Monday. Monday. <laughs> what a great idea. And then maybe they'll get fired. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that still. Uh, look, Ronnie, I'm not saying you're the reason I got fired. But, uh, <laughs> but I was so the anyway. reason I got fired. All right. <clears throat> Anything else? <laughs> no, I think that's it. Dave, can I borrow like 50 grand? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fine. All right, it reminds me of the scene in Splash. Are you mm-hmm. okay? Do you have money? Yeah, I have money. Can I have some? <laughs> uh, speaking of which, if you are an advertiser and would like to sponsor the Monsterland podcast, uh, contact David here and the wonderful people at Pod 617. Pod 617, so good. So good. <laughs> Maddie is reading my T-shirt. Uh, I, don't, I don't even have a punchline. No, yet. I was looking at your nipples. <laughs> Those that just happened to get in the way. My eyes are up here, Maddie. <laughs> oh, sorry. You're such an object. Cool new specs, by the way. Yeah, I like them. You want your you, here's, you, a, yeah. here's a rule of thumb for you young podcasters out there. <laughs> you want a producer with overly hip specs. <laughs> yes. Because you know what it says? I'm on the game. It yeah, either that or it's just Or he's on the pot. I'm it's on just the- <laughs> it's just it's slightly de- yeah these are the what do you what would you even call these colorless translucent I don't know yeah I'd translucent. call them fucking hip yeah and hell cool. yeah hell Those yeah are man. fucking cool you know what I'd call them middle aged catnip <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know this but I'm kind of a big deal hello ladies <laughs> David's hey, hey. on the prowl. <laughs> All right, um, I'm going to say something inappropriate at any second now. Okay. I've reached that critical juncture. Yep. So why don't we get to a little uh, Monster Mail, Ooh. Ronnie, and see what the people's Now it's time speaks. for Monster Mail. Ronnie, our first email comes on the heels of what we were just discussing. discussing. Uh, this is from Ken. Ken says, hey, Maddie, I read an article in the Sentinel and Enterprise, and I, this they must have... Uh, the." Did they, did they pick up the Herald article, those yeah. local papers? Yeah, okay, that's did. why. Yep. Okay. Uh, so, in other words, if you're not from around here and you're was listening on the front page the of world, that yesterday. There's t- <laughs> Were you really? Yeah. Same <laughs> article that they repurposed? Same article, and they kind of just changed the title, but then since I'm okay. from Lemonster, they put it. We do yeah. have listeners from around the world, so let me just give a quick background here. Ronnie was in the Boston uh, Herald, the big city paper here, but then it was that article was repurposed and picked up by local papers around Monsterland. Correct. Yep. Okay. So that's what the Sentinel and Enterprise are. Right. Uh, hey, Maddie, I read an article in the Sentinel and Enterprise that Ronnie LeBlanc <laughs> may want to join the Area 51 invasion in September. Not a good idea, says Ken. What? This is Ken Benoit. 
I really don't think the million plus will go, <laughs> but some crazies will show up storming a military base. What could go wrong? Ronnie, respond. <laughs> it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. People are freaking out that this article came out and they're like, you can't go. They're posting stuff. You're going to get, you know, shot. Shot. You're going to yeah. get killed. They're going to kill. I'm, I'm like, Relax, <laughs> relax. Well, also, Ken, I would say, and Ronnie, if I read your quote correctly, your quotes in the article, if you did go, you'd be going uh, as journalist, as author. Correct. You're not going to. You wouldn't be going to storm Area 51. You'd be going to witness and record and yeah, uh, uh, witness this as a journalist. Almost, exactly. Correct. Right. Yes. Be eyes and ears and kind of on the ground and just and see, like, see what's going what's on. What's going on? Interview right. people. Why are they there? But I would not be participating Correct. in the storming. Right. Know? So yeah. Ken, take that. You know the yeah. spirit with which Ronnie said it. He was saying he's interested in it as a, a piece of. You know, attention that this is giving to this area that we are both so passionate about. I mean, this could be one of the most historic, pivotal events in a long time. You know, the hey everybody, <laughs> let's storm the gate! Come on, everyone, follow Ronnie. You look amazing. Make sure you're wearing a solid foundation because <laughs> it gets real hot in the desert, Ronnie. You want to have a little glisten, but not too much. You know what I'm saying? Make sure to moisturize, right? That SPF is clashing with your shirt. (laughs) All right. Uh, So that we have that one. This one comes from Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie says, guys, way too long between seasons. Seriously? What the fuck? (laughs) WTF means what the fuck, right? (laughs) It's it's seriously. Sorry. Don't leave us hanging. When are you coming back? Well, I read that because we're back now. Right. um, And we're going to be back weekly. I hope there might be a few things that come up here and there. Yeah, little things. But Uh, but for the most part, we're going to get back into this. And uh, I'm kind of liking this relaxed uh, vibe we have. Yeah. Right? Between seasons, we could send her. There are other websites that could, shall we say, stimulate her in the interim. I know you guys are the cat's pajamas, but come on. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) We've cracked of, it's not a lie to say we are in the tens of thousands of downloads, correct? This, yeah. this very podcast. So thank you. Crush thank it. You. Thank you, everybody. Yes, sir. And please share it. Please share it with your friends. That's all we got. Uh, if you know anyone in it, I think at this point, um, we are trending into general entertainment. I mean, we have so much fun on this thing. Oh, my God. Not to yeah. toot our own horns. Not to wet our own whistles, but let's face it, this is a fun ride. We have a blast. Everyone's having a blast. So uh, even if the person is a disbeliever, they're going to have fun disagreeing with us. Right. I want to get some haters, not some haters like angry Twitter haters, but everyone who's involved with us is for the most part on our page. I want to yeah. get some people who don't believe in the shit who listen to the podcast. We want to hear from you. Let's hear from you who don't believe, but you listen to this anyway. I got so excited earlier today because I thought a celebrity liked one of my tweets. And I'm like, holy shit, it's William Shatner. But then, oh. I, but then I had my glasses on, and then I sent it to my wife, like, oh, my God, you got to check this out. And she goes, William Shartner? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, fuck. I gotta Did you, didn't you know, did you know about me and Bill Shatner's uh, little Twitter beef? What? Oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't a Twitter beef. We got in a little misunderstanding, mm-hmm. a funny little misunderstanding. Well, about it was Stiz's Oak? fault. Yes. What it, happened? It, it was Stiz's fault, my old producer. <clears throat> from, so, from WAF. Yes. Stiz Grimm. My old radio show. Who we love? Who we love? Who who do we love? Stiz? Speak no. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I hope he storms Area Fifty One. He's the first one in line. <laughs> Stiz, go for it. Run Here's right up there. Bait. You'll be fine. Oh Run God. right up there. Start rapping. Yeah. 
Wear like an Antifa mask and run as fast <laughs> as you can into the wall. See what happens. Just kidding, Stiz. You know I love you. Um, I he Bill Shatner. I gotta find it. No, all right. So you're gonna have to do a little. That's funny. Right, hold on. This I'm is still fi- waiting. This is filler music, man. Thank you. Perfect. Everyone, talk amongst yourselves. I'm still waiting for Ronnie Vamp. Okay. Uh, so, in search of monsters, which was a lot of fun, you know, for travel. I'm, I haven't heard if they're doing season two. I hope so. Oh yes, your show in search of monsters with uh, Prometheus. Right. Are you going? Is that going to happen? I don't know. I'm waiting to hear. They're still waiting to hear too. I think from travel, but mm. that was a lot of fun. You want me to tease the upcoming feature in uh, today's show, Maddie? Please. Ooh. Coming up soon on Monsterland, a special edition of Monster Media, where we look at Stranger Things season three, your favorite paranormal, playful, kid-based TV show, or whatever you want to call it. I'm sure you've seen it. If you haven't, then uh, there may be some spoilers. Be prepared. But uh, Maddie and Ronnie will be put to the test and see if they can pick up some of the obvious and subtle references to other pop culture media and Stranger Things, many of them paranormal vehicles of their own. Coming up soon on Monsterland. Davey, you're killing it. I'm going to... I've been sitting on a review of season three of of, of Stranger Things since I saw it. This is going to be great therapy for me because I have a lot to say about it. All right, so <clears throat> the song is only four minutes and fifty-two <laughs> seconds, Maddie. So, anytime now. Oh, here it is! Got it! <laughs> wow. Okay. So, Bill Shatner is a fan of Oak Island. Yeah. And he tweeted on twelve eleven eighteen. Uh, he tweeted something about Oak Island, and they re- they liked it or whatever. And he went, "Oh my God, they have an account." at Curse of Oak Island, a Twitter account. That could possibly date back to the time of the Templars. Haha, <laughs> very funny. You know, a little joke there. And then I wrote, whoa, James T, as in Kirk, yeah. James T just watched my interview? Could it be because he was watching the Drilling Down episode Oh, cool! when that Twitter thing was flashed up? Sweet. So he wrote back, um... He wrote back. And where did it go? Why isn't that showing up? Hold on. boldly go where no man has gone before. You ever heard his Beatles covers? I remember his uh, "Welcome to the Jungle" for MTV that he did, like his rendition of it. He did like a "Lucy oh, in the oh. Sky with Diamonds." Remember? <laughs> well, that was picture yourself yeah, the, on a boat in a river. No, it was Rocket Man. <laughs> was it? Oh, Rocket Man. Rocket Didn't man. he do? I, it was both. It might have okay, been both. Okay, yeah, I think he did. But so then, I, for some reason, the other tweet is gone. But he reached. So I, I, I said, could Bill Shatner have just watched my interview? And then he wrote back, I don't know who you are. What are you talking about? And then I said, oh, nothing. Uh, you know, I just host the post show. You just that's what you were watching me interview the guys. I host the po- you know the post show called yeah. Drilling Down. Uh, it's wildly entertaining. I'm very talented and very humble. <laughs> and he wrote like LOL. So it was fine. It right. was over. It was, it was done. done. Yeah. <clears throat> but then fucking Stiz, my producer. What? He gets on and goes, Hey, hey, Bill Shatner. <laughs> why don't you come on the show? <laughs> and he's like, What show? Now he's like, Now, yeah, now curse? from his. What? I was done. I just, I said, Hey, oh my God, I think Captain James T. Kirk watched my interview. Yeah. 
He says, don't know who you are. I say, I'm guy guy, you just signed him. He goes, oh, okay, cool, done. Stiz starts asking him to come on the radio show. He doesn't now he doesn't know what the hell's going on because I just referenced the fact that I host the after show on history. Now Stiz is mentioning a radio show. Come <laughs> on the radio show. And Bill Shatner writes something like, Hey, I don't know who you are, not who this guy is. He was just taking credits for my, credit for my words. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what? Where is this going? No, 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 no. It was kind of like 80-year-old on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't <laughs> yeah. quite sure what was going on because people were coming at him from left to right. <laughs> so I was just like, <laughs> no. Oh, no. My God. Forget it. I hosted that show. Forget about what that kid said. Forget it. It's, o- it's over. We love you. Go nuts. He's like, and then Stiz's like, oh, no. Matty also hosts a radio show that I produce. Oh. And I want you to come on it. And Shatner writes, uh, Stop being greedy. <laughs> I answered his tweet, stop being greedy. So I got to work the next day. I yelled at him. I was like, stop fucking messing with my celebrity tweets. It comes running in. I had a good little exchange with Bill Shatner. Uh, you could have built that up to some friendship, right? And he just comes in and freaking It's actually blocks. part of what I loved about Stiz, though, is that hustle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He saw that. He smelled blood. He's like, come yeah. on the show. He's like, yeah, interview. That's what you want from a producer. Oh, yeah. Uh, here he is. The touchdown brings me back again to find I'm not the man they think I am back home. Oh no, no, no. I'm a rocket man. (laughs) Rocket man. Burning out his fuse out here alone. Look at that tie. Look at the sweat. It's gonna be a long, long time. How much cocaine? How much cocaine went into that decision? I was gonna say. I think the debate lingers as to whether he meant to do this tongue in cheek or not. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think he's gone there since. Right. Oh, he's right. He played with it since. Correct. But no, he is. Look at no, his whole. Yeah, like he's whole, locked in. Yeah. This is a performance art piece for him. Exactly. It's unbelievable. Oh, he wasn't joking. Yeah. By the time he got to. This is an acting performance he's trying to give. Cold as hell. <laughs> what? They're interacting? Yeah, he's interacting with his own, like, Olin Mills reflection. No Seriously, there, right? that's what it is. <laughs> right? Olin Mills. If you did. It's like a giant head looking at himself all coked out smoking a cigarette. Do you have allegedly. Of, do you allegedly. have one of those Olin Mills pictures? Oh, yeah. I'm going to try to dig up mine okay, and yours. Right, That'd be let's hysterical. Bring let's bring him in. I had a fucking mullet, too. Ah. Ugh, another f***ing pickup, goddamn. Oh shit, we're recording. Want to go deeper into the mystery? Get the book Monsterland, Encounters with UFOs, Bigfoot, and Orange Orbs by Ronnie LeBlanc. Available now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere fine books are sold. Now's the point of the show that America loves everyone's <laughs> favorite producer, David Tickettaway. <laughs> you are listening to the Monsterland Podcast with Ronnie LeBlanc and Maddie Blake. I'm scared to close my eyes. I'm coming apart! <laughs> time for monster media that's right as promised a little uh, salute and a little yes. extra analysis of stranger things now maddie you, you've got stranger things fever right you binged it you binged it like uh, a fat kid chowing down uh, ice cream sundae amen yeah me too me too uh i was excited since you played the trailer on this very podcast some right. months ago mm-hmm. and the day it came out i started watching it with my son mad max and we finished it very quickly and uh, I've got some thoughts. It's a great 
show to watch with your kids. Yes. Uh, they have to be of, how old is uh, your son? Then? 14. Okay. I so think. that's so that's <laughs> So he says. So uh, uh, DNA test so I'm told. In- inconclusive. <laughs> Don't really uh, care about him that much. So <laughs> but if you what's cool about the show is I think they've the Duffer brothers have pulled off something pretty cool and that is that the show is equally appealing to the young generation and but super appealing to our generation because of all the throwbacks and and to that end I have compiled a list um, of uh, cultural references that are embedded in Stranger Things. It's one of the hallmarks of the show. So here we go. And uh, warning, there may be some spoilers in here. Uh, they're more like funny little details. Yeah, we're not going to give away any plot twists. Plot but okay, twists, yeah. here we go. Number one. Wait, I had a sound sting for this. Okay. I'm being attacked by the dog. Yes. All right, number one. Okay. <laughs> In one of the first scenes of the season three premiere, after spending some quality time with Eleven, Mike heads to Hawkins' newest attraction, Starcourt Mall, to meet up with Will for the opening night of what film? What film is actually playing? Do you know what it is? I remember this. Ronnie, Back to the Future? Uh, no. no, it's a horror movie. Which oh, is a, right. It's like Day of the Dead. Dawn oh, of Day of the, the Dead. Day of the Dead or Dawn of the Dawn Dead? Of the dead. Dawn of the Dead. George Romero will accept that. Very, oh, very it. good. Very See, good. I told you I suck. But, Ronnie, they, no, there is a Back they to the Future. They reference Back to the Future. Yeah, there's right? a Back mm. to the Future homage later in the okay, uh, season. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, here's one I love. Um, the two-man rule put in place by the Russians to ensure the gate to the upside-down land uh, world can neither be open or shut without with it <laughs> without at least two people present to turn the two keys. Red Dawn. Ca- <clears throat> you want me to ring you up already? No. Oh, <laughs> damn! You're out. Now well, you're you know, out. you know, so, some of this is subject to interpretation. I suppose you know, right. it's it's uh, every man can have his he own. T- interpretation. He took the risk. He went for the Jeopardy he early did. answer. Now you gotta wait. He now he did. I can steal this. Go ahead. Yeah, you can. can. Steal now you can. Now you can. And you get to hear the whole clip. All right. God uh, damn it. At least two people to. To turn the two keys, calls to mind the scene in what seminal hacker flick from the oh, 1980s? Son of a bitch. I'm going to go with War Games. Yes, war Games right. is absolutely war. correct, yeah. yes. Wow. <laughs> Damn it. Should have waited. See, I... War Games. That was that I, was a freaking great movie. When was it, though? Out, huh? Well, we, I think was we it remember though? it very fondly. It, I mean, yeah, it, the it, video it, games don't hold up. Like the no, graphics, yeah, you know. No, no. Beep, beep, beep. They're basically playing right. Pong. <laughs> Want to play a game? How about a nice game of Pong? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you remember the name of the computer? I don't. Joshua. What are you Ooh, doing, right. Joshua? Yeah, you're wow. right. Good but but uh, in Stranger Things, Maddie and Ronnie, um, there were, I felt like there was a War Games vibe to the yeah. thing because you yeah. know, Ma- Matthew Broderick and Ali Sheedy were kids running around trying to prevent thermonuclear war. Right. And the kids were running around that Russian facility underground, underground facility base. and it kind of it, it was very war games ish okay. well it was also very and i this is this fits into my review a little bit uh it got a little bit season three i, I made my wife kind of laugh out loud i was like when did this turn into an austin powers remake like yeah. Yeah. it was very austin powers as i expected yeah. to get their down and go the wrong way yes. you know what i mean like and the henchmen kind of falling over each other yeah, like, it's hysterical. it was a little austin powers ish but they, all right, I'm going to end this game with my final review, but go ahead, David. I got, right. I got, I've got a little advice for the Duffner brothers. The Duffner brothers? Duffer. 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 All right, this is an easy one. I'm but, too dog head fishing. But when, <laughs> the, when, you, when you hear, 
in the opening up, I think it's episode, I'm pretty sure it's episode one of Stranger Things season three. We're talking yes. about uh, when you hear the car's tune moving in stereo, <clears throat> it, it is an ode to what 1980s. I got it, Maddie. Yep. Uh, that's uh, Phoebe Cates and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Absolutely. His eye. Yes, yeah. um, and, um, and just brilliant because they, they, they turned it on its head and had the, the male lifeguard being the object of affection. Right. He was, he's right. That's right. I love it that little twist. Very up, modern yeah. day twist. Uh, right. Funny little fact about me. I saw that movie when I was like 14. Mm-hmm. I'm now 47. Still have an erection. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good one by you, Maddie. Uh, <laughs> I'm gaining speed here. It took, <laughs> no, me, it took me yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. All right. We're getting Couple there. Shaking off the rust. Couple, thank you. Shaking it off. We're getting there. It's like my golf game. <laughs> Shaking off the rust. All right. Well, uh, considering the, Duffer, the Duffer Brothers reference for the work of Stephen King, it may not have been coincidental that the term lardass is used as an mm. insult in Stranger Things. That is a reference to what movie from 1986? Maddie. Go ahead. Now, I have an advantage on this one, Ronnie, because people often refer to this movie vis-a-vis my role on Oak Island, and they call it Oak Island is like an adult Goonies. Mm. Oh! Stand by me? (laughs) Shit! Wait. Stand by me? Say it again, Ronnie. That's right. Absolutely. Is it the same kid? There's a fat kid in both, excuse me, a rotund uh, junior. Rotund. I don't know what you're supposed to say now. Well, the, the <laughs> say fat kid, you're going to get... Uh, uh, no, I think that one's still okay. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, right, well, of course. Jerry, o- Jerry O'Connell, is that oh, his name? Right. Spit Two on kids. the fat kid, who turned out to be very handsome. Yes, and, and so Lardass was in... In Stand, right. Stand, Stand By, by Me. me. Stephen his, King... Right, but there's a fat um, kid in Goonies. What do they call him? Uh, they the, call him the Truffle Shuffle. Okay. Uh, what the hell? Uh, good steal, Ryan. Chunk? Show. Very good. Chunk. 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 Thank there you. you go. All right. I confused my fat kids. Well, the obvious. The, yeah. I mean, the. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. I'm like Mr. St- I'm like, wait, wait. I'm, I'm like Mr. Stevens in 1977. I confused my fat kids. Which one are you? Sorry, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! He would have loved okay. that joke. Uh, he's not dead. Uh, <laughs> he's not dead. He just doesn't listen to this podcast. Okay, so <laughs> nor support anything I do. In, in, <laughs> you want me to queue up cats in the cradle? Just, here? just, we just one I mean, Facebook like. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> one fucking Facebook like. Maybe a share. Do you know how happy Something. he is? How happy he is to not have anything to do with Montalaya now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh. All right. Uh-huh. The, ca- <laughs> the character of Nancy in Stranger Things, who is, uh, I don't know, I guess she's kind of the hot one. Uh, oh, quick team- aside. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> she was just in something I watched. Oh, she's in something she else? She played a very dramatic performance. Uh, I think, uh, you go ahead with your question. I'll look this up. Sure, look it up. Character of Nancy, she's the teen who is the older sister. Wicked of- strong jawline. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, pretty girl. Could She's be a boxer. A, yeah, her jawline yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. Now, when she wakes up panicked that she's going to be late for work at the Hawkins Gazette. Yes. There's a poster hanging on the wall in Jonathan's room. Is there any way you might have noticed Hold what on. poster that she's was? Late to go to work. And I'll give you a hint. Okay. There were um, uh, many well sequels. Let's see. I'm looking at. Uh, a Is it 19, a movie poster? Ni- yeah. Okay. Movie. The original movie came out in 1981. The second one came out in 1987. And if Got I'm, it. Got it. All right, Maddie. Maddie. Yentl. 
Oi. Sorry, go ahead. Oi, yes. Sorry. Yeah, gentle. <laughs> oh, like butter, the best. Uh, Sorry. So, th- <laughs> no, you guys know the, this franchise. Okay. Aliens? Aliens? No, it's um, it's an iconic horror movie. Uh, the first one was kind of okay. The second one, I think, is known as the best of the lot. And it's it's a kind of a tongue-in-cheek uh, um, horror movie. There's a lot of humor mixed in. And uh, I'm out of and movie. I'm out of I'm thinking of like Friday the Thirteenth. Director Sam Raimi. Oh oh oh. Uh, uh, horror movie. <laughs> Evil Dead. Yes, uh, Ronnie LeBlanc. Ronnie uh, came from behind. <laughs> Not the first woo. time. <laughs> what? Excuse me. Right. Ronnie came from behind <laughs> me and took me down. <laughs> what? You did though. You were you were down too, and All then right, you. We've got- did you just tie that up? You want me to keep going? I think he did. Yeah, he might even be I up by one. I didn't even no. know we were keeping score. Yeah, I wasn't keeping score. Why? Well, you guys, okay. Uh, <laughs> trying to make it's it your show, boys. You have <laughs> to trying to make this fucking <laughs> you, you need, horrible. No, it's it's awesome. You need to tell me when this. <laughs> there yes. are so much. Th- this list just keeps on going. So uh, you, so you. No, go. I don't no, want to stop. Okay, this so okay. You tell wait, me when to stop. David, now that I'm winning, this is fun. Do you know that actress's name? What's her What's her character's name? Nancy. Nancy and Stranger Things. I don't know. Oh, Nancy Wheeler. <laughs> okay, hold on. It would be confusing no. if there were more than one Nancy in the. Uh, um, that's not her. Nancy Drew. Is that Nancy Wheeler? They well, they called her Nancy Drew in the, that's in right. the show. Remember yeah. that, that? Oh that boy, she doesn't look anything like. Fair. All right, hold on. I'm looking up what I just saw her in. Her I, name's uh, Natalia Dyer, uh, Maddie. Na- Natalia Dyer. Natalia Dyer. D Y E R. Yes, got her. Okay, I was yes. just watching a movie the other night, and she played. I'm looking through her. Was it Velvet called? Buzzsaw? Velvet Buzzsaw Buzz on, on, Netflix? on Netflix. <clears throat> it's a weird little art film, and she plays like uh, it's a campy horror movie. It's it's kind of funny, but it's mm-hmm. also horror. And she plays a nice little role, uh, kind of almost dramatic, but comically dramatic. And I was like, oh my god, that's the girl from Stranger Things. I recognize mm. the jawline. <laughs> wow, great story, compelling mm. and rich. Yeah, yeah. Shall we move on? Yeah. Moving All right, on. I'm Here down. I'm down oh now. All right, I'm down All right, now. Time okay, come back. The electric hammer invention that Dustin brings home they from camp. They call me in college. The electric hammer. The electric <laughs> hammer. He just won't quit. Sorry. The elect... <laughs> the, uh... Now I lost my train of thought because Sorry, I was David. looking for the... That's what she said sound effect. You see what you're doing to me? <laughs> I'm here said. and I'm there. I'm betw- betwixt and between... Uh, okay. The electric <laughs> hammer. Mm-hmm. It's electric uh, invention that Dustin brings home from Camp Nowhere. Sure looks a lot like the hammer device that a, an inventor whipped up in a certain movie involving certain creatures. Also, if you look, if you watch Gremlins. The, oh my God! What are the chances? Do you believe in miracles? Ronnie LeBlanc has seized control. Now it's, now it's a slaughter, and and Ronnie kvetched. He kvetched <laughs> he the whole time. Oh, I suck at this. I'm going to get killed. Yeah. Dominating. That's what you do. You play it down. You, you play... You, this is you, why they uh, play the games. the expectations. This is okay. why they play the games. All right. Man. On paper, Although, look at the slaughter. You want me, to keep, <laughs> want me to keep going? Yes. Although the Duffers appear to pay homage to several of the body horror, so-called body horror master David Cronenberg's movies in season three, the one that seems to have influ- influenced them most is this particular movie. Uh, something uh, <laughs> the movie involves a transformation to a grotesque being that resembles one of the mutilated creatures. So when the rats in in oh, Stranger yeah. Things begin horrifically transforming into writhing masses of sentient blood, it calls to mind this David Cronenberg movie. It's uh, a little bit of a stretch. Maddie, to me. I, I never, gotta I never go, go for it. it. Go for it. 
No, that was Carpenter. I was going to say the thing. How about uh, The Fly? That's right. Back, back in the game. Ooh. Nice work. I needed one. Yeah. That kind of popped in my mind for a second yeah. there. And then, anyway, this is good. <laughs> Here's a good one. Uh, when Eleven begins using her powers to spy on Billy and finds him about to feed Heather to the Mind Flayer, she later tunes in to Heather's headspace and sees her submerged in Billy's ice-filled bathtub, begging for help before she's sucked away into the watery yes. depths. Although Great she's scene. seeing, right, although she's seeing what's currently happening rather than the future, these visions share, <laughs> Jesus Christ, these visions <laughs> share many similarities with the premonitions of what movie starring a favorite of yours, oh, Ronnie oh, LeBlanc? I know, it's a Stephen King movie with, yeah. uh, with, with Christopher Walken, yeah. and it's called... Oh, come He's on, Ryan. got ESP. Oh. Fuck. I, can I love that movie, too. see the future. Yeah. I can see. Oh, and the kids drown in the hockey rink and the, and the pond. Come on. I can't think of the name. Uh, it was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. Let me give you a hint. Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone was not the theme song of this movie. Dead Zone. That's right. right. Oh. Good movie, by the way. Man. Dead Zone's underrated. Uh, exactly. Movie I freaked me. I, I mean, like maybe I saw it when I was young, but it freaked me out when I was young. I have to watch it now. What if? Uh, can you please repeat that line, Ronnie? In the in the yeah, do it as as Christopher Walken. Oh, I'm gonna need to watch it now. <laughs> it sounds like a really good film. <laughs> Who's this guy, Christopher Walken? <laughs> sounds amazing. Never gets old. We got a couple more, and <laughs> we'll do it right now. I'm getting punchy from punching all these buttons. Yeah, man. If you've seen this space, this space horror classic, then you probably noticed the way in which the mind flayer monster in Stranger Things latches onto people's faces to take yes. over their bodies is extremely similar to what was called the Xenomorph's terrifying face hugger attack method in this movie. Wow. Don't overthink it. Alien? Yes. There you go, Ronnie oh, LeBlanc. Yeah, yeah, back. Yeah. Right. That's the first thing I thought. I was, was just an alien, but I was like, and then I thought alien was an earlier answer, but no, you said alien, but it wasn't the answer. Right. That's uh, right. I overthought it. And yes. But that was a definite homage. That's not a like if you said it that coming was, out of the stomach or something, they'd be like, all right. That was right. a definite homage. The thing latched definitely, onto the face, yeah. just definitely. like onto uh, William yes. Hurt's face. And, right. And we all know how that turned out. That must all hurt. Right. Um, <laughs> William. <laughs> Carrie, uh, uh, oh, I forgot the. the uh, I'm really uh, off my game here. We Why don't go. we say that? Want to say this one's for the win? Okay, this is for the win. All right, this is, for the, this is <laughs> good. This is good. <laughs> Who else happens to be featured in the issue of Super Teen Magazine that Eleven is reading at the beginning of Shit. Episode Three? Then an '80s teen heartthrob, the bandana around the head look that this actor rocks at the beginning of Episode Five. Oh wait, sorry, the bandana around the head look that Lucas in the in Stranger Things rocks is clearly an homage. To this iconic character from the '80s, Brolin Teen and Idol. Goonies. Ah, uh, no. Damn. I'm gonna go with a man I share a, an <gasps> agent with. Mm. Was it Machio? Oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah! Of course. Of course. Jeez, what am I thinking? No, that was a good. Well done, guys. Could have been Rambo a, or Karate Kid. That was a nail biter. That was, was good. That was fun. Excellent job, producer. Nice Thank work. you for playing. So here's my only critique with season three. Oh, here we go. Yeah, let's hear the the review. Is that is okay. this a rant or a review? Uh, more of a critique. Okay, because uh, I love it. Are you if sure it's okay. not a rant? Oh yeah, no, because I'm not angry it. with it. Okay, it's just a gentle <laughs> suggestion. Okay, 
Much like a listener to this program might say, hey, Maddie, maybe don't have four dogfish head IPAs before you start the show. <laughs> My suggestion is thus. Uh, season one, amazing, groundbreaking, and never can be duplicated. The pilot, the pilot of Stranger Things I would put up against any pilot in the history of television. Oh, yeah. I agree. All-time it, greatest, it, right? It, ha- it had you from Jump Street. From it had Jump you Street. from the from minute, minute one. Yep. Jump, never seen graphics like that. Never heard the 80s John Carpenter thing be so well done. It just had me. Season two, not as good, but impossible to follow up. But yep. the <clears throat> finale of season three literally had me in tears. I cried literal man tears. So all everything was forgiven that might have been short with season two. A plus out of the park. The whole the whole season, Maddie. I thought. Sorry, I'm I'm taking you no, away no, from no, your, your I whole want you to, soliloquy. Listen, but, hey, this isn't an uh, oligarchy. I, I think, again, he's doing that Doctor Evil thing. <laughs> it's kind I of know. throwing me off. I'm stroking the dug. <laughs> yeah. um, so <laughs> it got it uh, just similar dynamic. True Detective, Maddie, another one of your favorites, which yes. somehow got too cute and got away from what got them there. They did, they weren't dancing with a date that brought them in season two. Correct. And season three, they're like, let's let's go back to what works. Correct. I thought that's what Stranger Things did. Strange, uh, the season three. two, correct, in season three. Season two, I thought, got too, and pardon me, guys, too supernaturally, too, these are the rules of the upside down world and this and that, and I can oh. almost not keep track. Right. And season three got back to more of the fun while still mixing in the adventure and the kids and all that business. Right. Yes, well said. And and uh, so my only critique, and again, season three, tear jerk at the end. They pull in the emotional heartstrings. They do everything right. The kids are great. The music was great. I am exactly those kids' ages, same grade, eighth grade, going into high school. I was that was the music that was playing. Mm. They've got it. They nailed it. Home run. My only critique was, I think they need to do what we said tonight at the beginning of this episode. What an accidental nice tie-in to end the show. I think they need to strip it down and go a little acoustic. I think they tried to go bigger, and it became almost cartoonish again. It became almost like, like an, an episode Austin of Austin Powers yeah. with the whole Russian underground lair. I think they could solve it. They need a new villain. Mm. They need a new villain. They need a new thing to fight. Something something more it's like kind same of humanoid monster. or something? So, uh, the whole plot is basically, when you think about it, we unleashed this monster, it. and we defeated it. Yeah. Now it's back right. in season two. Now it's season three. We're all older. The monster's back. Well, and yeah. then it ends. Spoiler, the monster might be back. Yeah. It, they but, need a new villain, and there are so many ways you could go to create Manny, a new villain. In their defense, the Russians. They brought in the Russians for this one. That was a stroke of genius, wasn't it? Because mm. that called that called to mind, like you said. The Cold War. We didn't, we didn't bring up was, Red Dawn, but there were Red Dawn. Yeah, oh, no yeah. doubt. The war but games, then, but all then, those movies. Then that should have been it. I, I think like that should have been it. The, the, the same monster coming back, spoiler alert, is just redundant to me. Maybe yeah. the... How about the Russians have a new thing? Maybe the Russians capture an alien and they unleashed an alien and it's right. a different thing but she's got the power so she connects to it I don't know I'm, yeah. not, a, I'm not a writer in Hollywood although I should be <laughs> it's not <laughs> about me that's season <laughs> 4 right there if I've ever heard you sound this, how's this for a deep pull you sound like Kevin Bacon in the big picture where he played a struggling director he's going no um, um, maybe they go down the beach and um, these three kids are stranded and um, and the yes. stewardesses yes. are wearing bikinis but, but, but wait but they're also ghosts they're ghosts and so you just see the bikinis uh, they're invisible but the, you know. well look again I don't want to write the show for them but I just feel like they need a new villain they need mm-hmm. a new thing to fight because right now it's just and what happens inevitably to your point of season two when you fight the same villain, almost inherently, you have to start making new rules yeah. for the villain. Because it gets predictable, right? Which sucks. <clears throat> totally agree. Then you're breaking totally all the rules that you set totally up. Totally agree. So listen, just, you killed that monster, 
Let's come up with a new high school thing they have to fight. Maybe it's a racist gang of, I don't know, uh, homophobes, <laughs> and they have to use their powers to fight whatever. Yeah. You know, like a new fight for a new generation. That's I think all. you're onto something, kid. I like what <laughs> I they're like selling, it. and I like I'm buying spunk. it. <laughs> well. But I agree with you. I'm sick of that uh, the upside-down world and that yeah. space vagina slit thing. Yes, that they keep yeah, it's a huge vagina. <laughs> it's true. How, by the way, yeah, it's a huge slit, and they're shooting a laser in the middle of it. Like, what are we doing here? It's a kid's show. All right, speaking of racist homophobes, that's it for this episode. <laughs> Vagina rejuvenation. I, I, I was trying to make it uh, of the times. That's, yes. that's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come up with some. Get back to the acoustics, guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I love you. In, out, but if, under, in, yet, in. <laughs> All right. It's not a Space vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Next week or the week after, uh, Michael Devon with a report from Seti Ranch. Yep, and we have Peter Maxwell Slattery who's planning to join us from Australia. Ooh, yeah. anyone with three names is going to be a good guest. <laughs> or an assassin. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been unbelievable fun. We stripped it back. Hope you enjoyed it. Just me, just Ronnie, just Dave, and a dog. Yes. And a lot of creepy stroking. Do we have to pay the dog? No. Okay. God, no. That dog ain't getting paid till we get paid. (laughs) Until next time, monsters, we welcome you back. This is the start of season three. We love you. Please spread it. Let's hear from you. As I said, call out, call to action, a CTA, as we say in the business. Let's hear from you. If you don't believe in the paranormal, but still listen to this show, how do they reach us, Ronnie? At Monsterland Pod. We're on Instagram. We are on Facebook and Twitter. See you next week if I could hold out. <laughs> Bye, everybody. We love you. See ya. You gotta pick your ex up from school, you son of a bitch. <laughs>